Hello, hello, welcome to episode 23 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books and movies and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. And it is, it will be May 14th as you're listening to this. So I hope yesterday that, that you, everybody was real nice to their moms. Yeah. You know, it's the one time of year you have to be, so you might as well... Just do it. Yeah, get she's, some flowers, go see a movie. She's done a lot of stuff for you. If you didn't yeah. do it, make up for it this week. Um, Jacob, I have to... I can't not mention this just new, beautiful, large microphone in front of your face. Yeah, Look this at thing that. is fabulous. I don't got to, like, lean over anymore. I'm all crisp sounding now. You are, like, very white sounding. Well, you know, there have been. I often get confused with them. I'm usually walking down the street and talking, and people are like, "Is that Listen Barry White?" Yeah, your voice is, is like honey right now. Is that well, how you get the honeys? Uh, you, huh? I, yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit, like a little bit of a deep voice. I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" Pull the full Joey. That's from it. You just you give them the "Hey, how you doing?" It's been it's been time tested that since Tell the nineties. Tell me that doesn't so. work. Of course it works. Why Wait a minute. Work? So you go up to somebody like, "Hey, how you doing?" And they're just like, "What?" Yeah. Where yeah, do you yeah, live? Yeah. You just get, you know put your dart your eyes and be like, "Hey." I feel like I wouldn't believe this story, except sadly I, I know you, and I know that there is some some terrible truth to it. Um, okay, so I watched a movie, and I had mixed feelings about it, so I asked you to watch the movie, and I think we need to talk about it a lot. Uh, sure, we can do that. Makes okay. sense. So the movie is Hostels. Um, it is a newer film directed by Scott Cooper, and I'm just going to give like a background of what it's about for people. So in 1892, legendary Army Captain Joseph Blocker reluctantly agrees to escort a dying Cheyenne war chief and his family back to their tribal land, and they embark on a harrowing and perilous journey from Fort Berenger, I think it was New Mexico, to the grasslands of Montana. And then along the way, they encounter a young widow whose family was killed on the plains. And these travelers must now band together to survive a punishing landscape that's crawling with hostile Comanches and vicious outliers. That's a, yeah, pretty much that's a summary. Sum, sums it up, you know, your, your usual Western kind of flick. Yeah. So the Army Captain Joseph Blocker is played by Christian Bale, who we should talk a lot about afterwards. Because yeah. Christian Bale is a really interesting guy. He's definitely super talented no matter how maybe you feel about him as a person. Yeah. Dude's been around forever, too, like in movies, considering. You know, oh, yeah, I think his first one, he was like 13. Yeah, it was Empire of the Sun was his first movie. So he started out in a Spielberg flick, so yeah. like way back in the day. Which is a really good movie, too. Yeah. And he it, was, he's definitely a super talented child actor. You know what's weird, too, is when you look at him back then, it totally still looks like Christian Bale. You're yeah, like, oh, just, my God. That's he just got just, taller. Yeah, it's like he just got bigger. That's all that happened. So about this movie, okay. I mean, it starts out with a really gory sequence there. It oh, is yeah. super tough to watch. Um, the movie is kind of short on dialogue. And I feel like Scott Cooper, who's directed other films like Black Mass and Out of the Furnace, and then his less violent one, Crazy Heart. But he's really intent on like showing a world severely lacking in empathy. And I feel like maybe that's not what I needed the other night. So I that was actually the moment I knew because you told me beforehand because you saw before I did that, you knew that it was kind of a slower movie. Yeah, I'm like, oh, OK, well, I'm expecting it to be like kind of boring. And then when I read the box, I was like Scott Cooper. I'm like, oh, OK, now I know exactly <laughs> boring what, and, glo- and gory. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, I know exactly what this movie's going to be then. And I've actually enjoyed all three of his other movies. So I was I was all set for that. So I knew exactly the kind of performances you were going to get because, 
He's got this reputation in Hollywood kind of not being the most original of directors. He kind of rips off all his ideas. It's like a Tarantino kind of way. I kind and of felt that about this movie, though. Like, Yeah, his movies are really derivative. They're they're not really original. They're just kind of, they're well made, but they're slow and uneven. But they're, they, he gets great performances out of his actors. Okay, but I, I feel like that while maybe he had the intention to avoid a lot of like genre cliches in this, it definitely just slipped into like these well-worn Oh, it went into Dull all of dynamics them. of like, so there's like the noble Indian teaching important lessons to the American occupiers, but then it's like, and the white man always like just finds his soul in the end and. The crazy group of characters he has running with him. You yeah. got your crazy soldier, your disillusioned one. Your and then the best way for everyone to learn these important lessons is just through scenes of really gritty violence. Yeah. Oh, let's so not. Is that necessary? Let's not forget the widowed mother on the um, homestead who got gets attacked. Like, don't forget about that one. Yeah, we can even kind of just jump into that. So it's not so much a spoiler because it happens in the first minute. It might even be like a warning in case you want to watch this movie. So the this homesteader woman is played by Rosamund Pike, uh, who's really great. She's been, you know, putting out, I think, some really good performances. Most yeah. recently I saw her in that United Kingdom. Did you see that movie? No. With David Oyelowo. Um, she was really good in that, but she's, I think, best known for probably Jack Reacher and then Gone Girl. See, I would have said uh, Doom and Die Another Day. I don't know. Slightly, slightly facetious there with you. Yeah, like no Doom for me. Hey, that movie had Carl Urban, would The Rock. Die Another Day, who we got there? Is that Pierce Bronson? Yeah, she was um, okay. the other Bond girl with Halle Berry in that movie. I can only remember Haley Berry in the in the bathing suit. So that was kind of the problem with Rosamund Pike's early career. Yeah, but that's, all I, that's all I got. We're getting off track. <laughs> yeah, here. sorry. So, so yeah, like I don't know. I just felt like okay. I'm gonna get into some of like my issues with it. Now, I will say that it was extremely beautifully shot. So, cinematographer uh, Masanobu Takayanagani. Nagani. Um, it. Yeah, he. I mean, he did a, a stunning job. There was great shots. There was uh, majestic photography of the American West, um, forests, deserts, pretty much all of it. That was really stunning. I feel like th- he, um, Cooper, might be kind of inspired by Terrence Malick. Oh, yeah, that's pretty obvious for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things he definitely is going for. So, you know, it was it was a pretty Western, but I don't know. I feel like if you probe deeper into the film, it just really kind of comes up short. Oh, so. there's, it's completely surface level. There's nothing. You know exactly the story he's trying to tell. It's like I've saw it in Dances with Wolves. I've seen this whole thing before. Yeah, like but nothing. I feel like in Dances with Wolves and things that were different, like that he just had kind of like a pacing issue with this movie. There was like some troubling, I don't know, thematic disconnect. Like things just weren't connecting for me. But I know that you enjoyed it more than me. So what were some of the things that kind of drew you in? Oh, well, for sure. The performances, like just the act, the level of actors he had in this movie. Like I was just astounded. Like Timothy Chalamet, who is just up for best actor, is in this movie and like completely forget that he was in there. He's in there for like 10 minutes. Yeah, and but then out. I mean, I felt like he's got like Rory Cochran in there. Jesse Plemons. Yeah, but because I felt Stephen like every Lane. single actor was super undervalued or really just like wasted in the film. They were either in it for a minute or so I wanted to get into some of the uh, um, native actors. So we have Wes Study. Yes. Who who. So he plays um, who Yellow I, Hawk. Who who I'm the, a big fan of Wes Study. Love that guy. I mean, he's amazing. He plays the Cheyenne War Chief. So he's had a huge career. I mean, he's been in Dances with Wolves and then he's best known for playing Magua. 
in Last of the Mohicans. So I just want to say a quick thing about him. So my grandma really loves the movie uh-huh. Last of the Mohicans, and she was traveling somewhere, and she bumped into West Study in a in an airport mm-hmm. or Studi. I'm not sure how to say his last name. And she like saw him and she went up to him and she was like, Oh my god, like you're Magua. She's like, You are so bad. And he was like, No, I was the worst. <laughs> and I was like, Yay. And I was like, Magua was a really terrible, terrible character. West study freaks me out lot looking at him because he looks a lot like my grandpa and a little bit like my dad. So like really? watching him, I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah, boy, like this, this is very bringing uns- some family issues up. Yeah, like this is very unsettling watching this dude. I loved him in Penny Dreadful too. That's like my one of my favorite TV shows that absolutely nobody watched. Well, that's just it. So he's super talented and he's like was really stoic in this, but he was given like no character shading. No, nothing he, to do at all. I mean, he should have been one of the main characters and he was just kind of like like background noise, yeah, just, like atypical Native American movie role. Yeah, That's he super just disappointing. Stu- him and Adam Beach, they basically just stood around making Native face. That's all they basically had to do for the whole movie. Yeah, and Adam Beach, I mean, he's he's really talented too. Like he was so good in Flags of Our Fathers. Why did they have to hire all of these amazing actors? I mean, it's like, couldn't you just find maybe more unknown Native actors if you weren't going to give them a role? Why yeah. did you have to get some of the best people who are really talented and make them such background players? You want to talk about the girl that was in it? I don't want to try to say her name. Corianka Kilcher okay. from uh, The New World. Yeah, she's, all, you know, another one. She just kind of sits around doing the background stuff. She not really deserves doing respect and gets none. Yeah, she just kind of sitting back there doing, I don't even know if she had a line in the movie. She might have, like, had, like, one or two lines Yeah, like, the one or play. two. And then, like, although that was her and Christian Bale reunited because they were in a new world together. That's actually a couple things. Christian Bale loves popping up in those things. There was another connection I found too. He apparently was a voice in Pocahontas, the Disney movie. Christian Bale was, which Hmm. I did not know. And then he was in the New World doing the same thing. Look at that. So, if people don't know Kilcher, she played Pocahontas in the New World, which is a Terrence Malick movie, which is. An underrated, beautiful piece of cinema. As most Malick movies are. This is actually when he, before he started losing it a little bit. Yeah, his newer ones I haven't connected with um, as much, but I feel like there's a lot that, like, no one ever talks about New World. No. That was really good. You liked that movie, right? I did like that movie. It's so beautiful. Well, it's a Colin Farrell movie. Anytime you put Colin Farrell in a movie, people stop talking about it. It's true, but he does, I feel like he does a good job with that. Um, You know what else? Another example of uh, Scott Cooper kind of like, you know, just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. As soon as Ben Foster showed up in this movie, I was like, uh-oh. Like, as soon as I saw his face, I'm like, I know he's not, that's bad news. I am not even going to lie to you that there was a point in the movie about halfway that I was like, ugh, all this movie is missing is Ben Foster. And I swear to God, <laughs> it was like the next scene he popped up. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, uh-oh, as soon as you see his face, <laughs> I'm like, that's, that is not good for somebody. I, I really like him. I do too, but you know he shows up. Of it's course like bad he's going to show up and... Be a bad guy and... Kind of make his little face Even that he that always does. Even that scene, I felt like, was that really necessary? Like, was I kind of missing the point of it? None of the movie was really necessary, like we said. But I, you know, still pretty good, worth watching. I would watch another Scott Cooper Western. Like, I would yes. give him a chance to do it again. I feel like he was trying to make a Cormac McCarthy book into a film, but it yeah, didn't work. Yeah, that's, I it definitely didn't that. come across as well. Well, yeah, it's kind of like the, you've seen this Western before. He didn't do anything new, nothing, not even really that stylized. But, he, you know, it's well made. It's pretty. Excellent performances. Story is kind of like all over the place and whatever. But Yeah. So, you know, it's available at the library. I highly recommend if you have a Blu-ray player to see it on Blu-ray because a lot of the shots are really beautiful. 
Um, Isn't it funny now how like even we used to like think DVDs were so great looking back in the day and now you're looking at Blu-rays and you're like, I might as well rub dirt in my eyes if you want I, me to watch a DVD. You know, like, and I, get and out I, of here I didn't know. Like I remember when Blu-ray came out and I was like, I'm not falling for this. I have DVDs. I'm not doing it. It's going to be the same. And then my friend had a Blu-ray player um, and he put something on. It was the first thing I saw. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I look so much better. Like that dude has such huge pores on his face. Yeah, it's really like I feel like colors are better. And if you have a Blu-ray player, all your DVDs still work, but it really sharpens them too. Oh, like oh, it does. Yeah, it makes them look a little better than they would look in a normal DVD player. Oh, well, that's good news. (laughs) Sony, come sponsor us. We're like pushing your Blu-ray players. That's right. You don't see us talking about HD um, Blu-rays up here, do you? No. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Jacob with his his honey voice just put his foot <laughs> down. So okay. So yeah, it's worth checking out. And then you can always shoot us an email at allbookedup@buffalolib.org and let us know if you enjoyed it or if you didn't, and maybe some of your reasons. But for real, underutilized talent. Yeah. No one can argue with that. No. You know, if you're gonna do do movies and stuff like that, you know, it's this is a movie. It's certainly filled up all the <laughs> all the things for wow, that. Wow, Jacob. See, this is why people tune in to hear this commentary. This is a movie. Thank you. Okay, but I will say that I think the best part of the movie is the amazing facial hair that Christian Bale grew for it. Tombstone-esque in its voluptuousness. It was wonderful. I mean, but he obviously becomes every character that he plays. And I think he's really known for going to like extremes, like gorging or starving himself or bodybuilding. Really Um, beating up um, criminals to play Batman. It was a big thing that he did back in the day. I just, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say things stupid? Anyway, but have you seen him lately? Because he's packed on some serious oh, pounds right. because. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. And yeah. he went kind of nearly bald to play Dick Cheney. That's it was an interesting casting choice. I'm like, that's going to be interesting. He was originally actually cast to play uh, George W. Bush in that in that movie that Josh Brolin took over, but he like felt that the prosthetics and everything, like he thought he just didn't, it, he didn't look right. You know what? That's fine by me because I like that movie and I thought Josh Brolin crushed it in W. Yeah, I can't really imagine Christian Bale, but that's like every movie that you see that then they tell you who could have got the part and you're like, oh, I can't imagine because this person was so good. But I mean, Christian Bale is definitely a super, super uh, dedicated actor. So yeah, He's a super big time superstar. So we'll talk about some of his films. I think um, one, I don't know, maybe he's really well known for it and not so much because people have seen this movie, but because they've heard of it. But The Machinist, do you oh, know that film? Yeah, I think that's definitely a movie that people think that they, they know it because they've heard about it, but they never actually watched it. Yeah. So for that movie, he fasted and lost 60 pounds because in The Machinist, I forget, that guy's like an insomniac. He hasn't slept in like a year. Yeah. He's so he's like, dying and looks terrible. Um, yeah, I guess he just like ate nothing but apples for like months ahead of time. Yeah, he like he ate apples and chewed gum and smoked cigarettes. It sh- well, it worked. He definitely lost all that weight. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I read an interview with him like kind of talking about that. And he said, so I'm just going to quote some of the stuff here that um, he had an amazing experience doing it. When you're so skinny that you can hardly walk up a flight of stairs, you're this being of pure thought. It's like you've abandoned your body. It's the most zen-like state I've ever been in in my life. Two hours of sleep, reading a book for 10 hours straight without stopping. Unbelievable. You couldn't rile me up. No roller coaster of emotions. Um, But said that as soon as he started putting food back in his stomach, 
like the roller coaster kind of came back and he lost that zen-like state and i'm just thinking it wasn't zen you were dying yeah your he, body was dying he went right from this movie to right to filming batman begins so he had to stack put on all that weight in muscle he like, put on 80 after. pounds of muscle like that that can't be batman that can't be good for you man i'm just saying like, no i mean it's really bad for your heart actually matt damon did that i think we talked about it in that movie courage under fire he was playing a heroin addict for an extremely small role he lost all this weight and then he got like a hole in his heart or something like terrible happened. They asked him what happened and he was just like, Matt Damon. Oh, God. <laughs> and someone else got gout for gaining a... T- oh, Jared Leto, um, where he played... Oh, gosh. Jared Leto got gout. Oh, oh, oh. The Wasn't dude's name who shot John Lennon? What's that guy's name? Oh, my God. John, I don't know. Come on, I we all know, know his name. I don't. I was yes. never a Beatles guy, so I don't really remember. That. We I, I, still know. This is embarrassing. I have John Hinckley in my head, but I feel like that's no, the guy that's that shot the, Reagan. That's the Reagan guy. I don't know. Ugh, great. Now I'm gonna have to all hear about this from love. my dad. He's gonna be so mad that I can't think of it. Anyway, but he got gout for gaining so much weight. So there's some I think really dedicated actors that do that, but Christian Bale is a big one. But now, more about Christian Bale. I feel like for a minute people kind of hated him. Well, because that audio from him from Terminator Salvation got out. And yeah. People were like, oh boy, you're like screaming is, at a grip. Like, yeah, he is real nasty. Which, I don't even remember what he was mad about. Like, did the guy like... He walked into a shot, which ruined the shot, and Christian Bale was like in the zone, so he oh. like messed him up. And he really stays like in character. I think like on Batman, he had Bruce Wayne on his door. Like, he never became Christian Bale again. Well, But I, I think for some actors, that really works. Like, I don't mock it anymore. No, it depends on the actor, but sometimes you can go a little bit, you know, relax a little bit. Like, it's, Daniel Day-Lewis does that a lot with his movies. Oh, but, I think with all of them. But, like, you know, sometimes, like, you know, just relax a little bit there, guy. You, I think Christian Bale just has, like, a bad temper anyway. So, in, I, I don't, don't know if you remember, in 2008, in London, he was arrested for assaulting his mother and his sister. I you know what I remember that now that you bring it up, but I kind of forgot about they that. They didn't end up pressing charges because there was like insufficient evidence. But that happened in like 2008, and then in 2009, the you know the, <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> it's ironic <laughs> that he got mad about somebody ruining a shot for Terminator Salvation because if you saw that movie, you couldn't have ruined it because it's a terrible movie to begin with. So it wasn't it wasn't a very good movie but he's had so many really great ones so we already talked about it 13 he landed the starring role in uh, empire of the sun mm-hmm. and that was amazing and then he went on to newsies and swing kids and don't you diss him because i love both of those movies okay i've never seen swing kids but swing I, kids is good i did see newsies because a lot of the people i were hang out with in high school were like obsessed with that movie and they talked about it all the time and newsies i kind of forgot that he was in it <laughs> like i saw Santa like the Fe. There's a really good song when he's on a horse. I love Newsies. I haven't seen it in forever, so I'm not that, like, I don't remember it that well. But it was actually, I remember enjoying it, like, not thinking it was terrible. I forgot. Well, there, there was musical elements, so it's, Which, that's your wheelhouse. That, that draws me in immediately. <laughs> I, I forgot. I still will never get over. It's, I don't know why. Musicals are delightful. I got actually have um, you using the word delightful is, like, unsettling to I me. I got The Greatest Showman at home, so I'm going to be watching that this weekend. You know, Hugh Jackman and musicals and me are like, we're tight, son. We're like this. I just crossed my fingers. It's great to do. I would never literally watch that movie ever. I'm going to tell you how awesome it was after I'm done with it. Please don't. Um, Okay, so he did, um, he was in Little Women. He was in Little Women. He was in Little Women, which I guess after Winona Ryder was cast, she handpicked him. Also, a little side note, she introduced him to his wife. So Winona Ryder, big, big deal in, in Christian's life. But then, so we'll talk about the big film, the one that really, I think, made him a huge star. Shaft. 
stop it, <laughs> is American Psycho oh. in 2000, um, which was an adaptation of the uh, Brett Easton Ellis novel. Available at your local library. Yep, all of these things are. And in the film, he played a murderous Wall Street executive obsessed with his own physicality. Uh, yeah, I would say superficiality. Which I think is kind of like a trait but was in a done? lot of his films. Well, the, yeah, the superficial thing, he does kind of do that a lot. Yeah. And that movie, I mean, it actually crowned him one of the eight most powerful cult figures for being in that movie of the past decade. Patrick Bateman or Christian Bale? Christian Bale. Oh, okay. That made, I was a little worried there for a second. And I think you'll find this interesting to know who was originally cast in that role. No, who? That he took the role over for is Leonardo DiCaprio. Ooh, I don't think I would have liked DiCaprio in that movie See, at all. I think he would have been good, but Christian Bale. So that movie, if people haven't seen it, you need to be warned. It's bananas. Oh, That's it's a, it's a crazy movie. There is violence. There is all sorts of insanity. The, the Christian Bale character is like this totally crazy guy who is obsessed with everything. So one of my favorite scenes, which I think we need to play, even though listening to it, if you haven't seen the movie, you're going to be like, what? Yeah, but he um, gets a new business card. And this is a really big deal for this character. Like, he is so pumped because it's the most beautiful card. And you get to kind of listen to him unravel a little bit. So let's play that. New card. What do you think? Oh, very nice. Look at that. Picked them up from the printers yesterday. Good coloring. That's bone. And the lettering is something called Cillian Braille. It's very cool, Bateman. But that's nothing. Look at this. That is really nice. Eggshell with Romalian type. What do you think? Nice. Jesus. <laughs> that is really super. How do nitwit like you get so tasteful? <laughs> I can't believe that Bryce prefers Van Patten's card to mine. But wait, you ain't seen nothing yet. Raised lettering, pale nimbus, white. Impressive. Very nice. Mm. Let's see Paul Allen's card. Look at that subtle off-white coloring. The tasteful thickness of it. Oh my God. It even has a watermark. Something wrong? Patrick? You're sweating. <laughs> so, I love that scene. I wish people could see it because his character um was it patrick patrick bateman? bateman patrick bateman is just sweating and absolutely tortured that someone has a nicer business card than him and the best part is that they all look exactly the same yeah I, you like can, can't tell the difference cards. no so that's that movie is definitely worth checking out it's a cult classic now it's probably my favorite christian bale movie it's just so awesome it's really awesome, but it's also really messed up. So I just always feel I need to let people know you need to be ready to see some uh, some disturbing images. But, I mean, he's really great. He throws himself um, into his role. So after that, then, I think Machinist was the next big one, which we talked about, where he destroyed his body for a role. For, for his art, so to speak. I mean, crazy. He got a lot of attention. I remember that's the first time like people again started talking about him. Like The buzz was building on him at that point. Because American Psycho, but he like talked about him for a minute, and then it was like, oh, he did Machinist now, and now he's jumping into Batman. Well, he didn't his... do Batman right after. I think what now that I'm thinking about it, he lost all that weight for the fighter because oh, he was a drug too. addict. Then he did Batman. Well, he so did it was like so another many. because so after Machinist, there was like Rescue Dawn. 
another underrated movie. Underrated movie, but really good. Like he's yeah. had a lot of hits. Um, then New World, and then I know one of our favorites is coming up here, The Prestige. Oh, great. It's a really one of the good best Christopher movie. Nolan We've talked movies. about it before. It is a great Christopher Nolan movie. It's underrated. Um, it has magic. Ta-da. Oh, do you just like it because it has Hugh Jackman? It's Are you all, sad he doesn't sing? Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little you know, disappointing. You know, but before, don't forget, he, he got his reputation at being Wolverine, and then the musicals came after that for me. So Yeah, no, it's true. I like Hugh Jackman. I, I don't even hate musicals. I didn't really love Les Mis, though. That's all right. That Ro- didn't do Russell Crowe kind of kills it for everybody. Um, so then a movie that has gotten pretty pretty good praise that I've never seen is 310 to Yuma. Oh, my God. Dude, 310 to Yuma is awesome. Is it? Another, right, another it guess what? Ben Foster is a bad guy in that movie. Oh, weird. Shocking, it's like Western. He's, cow- he's a cowboy oh, bad guy. Oh, my goodness. Did not see that coming. Um, 310 to Yuma is a remake. Um, yeah, I didn't see the original. <clears throat> and it's also like the first time he, t- um, yeah, it's just like a remake of that. But Russell Crowe and Christian Bale work so good together. Um, Christian Bale is like the straight man, the good guy in the movie, while um, Russell Crowe is like this outlaw who gets yeah. a, um, arrested. And Christian Bale's job is he's getting paid money that he needs to save his ranch to help move, um, to get him to a train, the 310 to Yuma train, which is like to prison so we can go get hung. And they're like his gang, um, Russell Crowe's gang is chasing them along the way to try to break him out. And, you know, there's the usual tropes along the way. But it's also like a story of like Christian Bale has like this dark past from the Civil War, like he's ashamed of his history. He doesn't want to like be a fighter, but he is kind of like has a reputation for having been a good one at the time. Okay. Um, his son kind of looks at him as a coward because he doesn't fight, but he doesn't fight because he knows how bad it can be, and he doesn't want to be that person so anymore. So this is this is some quality western, not like. Oh yeah, like even like everybody's <laughs> a, no no not hostiles. It's a good action movie. Um, I can't remember the guy who directed uh, Logan and Wolverine. Uh, he's the director of this movie. I can't okay. remember his name off the top of my head. And Wolverine though wasn't that good, but Logan I like. Yeah, so yeah, it's a great great western, awesome remake. Russell Crowe is just I'm it's on one of his best movies. Man. You know, Russell Crowe I think is good in buddy films. Did you see? And we won't get into this now. We'll save it for maybe like a a Russell Crowe episode. Ooh, I'm sure um, that's coming. The movie The Nice Guys. I love that movie yeah. that movie is so good like in ryan gosling is kind of like the straight nice guy and russell crowe is like the tougher guy but you think another, that movie you wa- thought oh, ryan gosling underrated. you thought ryan gosling was a straight man in that movie i felt like he was the comic relief for sure no like he was funny but i guess yeah. i mean like he was the nicer guy where russell okay. crowe was like if it was good cop bad cop yeah he'd okay be the good cop I, i'd buy that that movie was so good and they had planned like so many more with the two of them and then no one saw the first one so they're probably not going to happen yeah, so you shame. guys go get the nice guys nice guys and write about we're, it we're going an offshoot on russell crowe but you should go check that one out too i like russell crowe um okay so back to christian bale so another one great film did you see i'm not there the bob dylan one where everybody played bob dylan at some point in his life no i don't think i end up watching that one it's an interesting film um christian bale is a small role um, but he's just one good. of the Bob Dylans, right? Yeah, Kate Blanchett is the best Bob Dylan <laughs> in that movie, though. It's very interesting. And then we get to Terminator Salvation, where he's angry guy. Yeah, burp, burp. I wanted that movie to be really good. The original ending for that movie sounded fabulous, but like oh, they even, they wussed out on doing it. I don't even remember. Didn't everything just blow up? No, the original ending was uh, they killed John Connor, who was Christian Bale, and then yeah. they cut his face off and they put it on the robot, which was I don't remember his name, the guy from oh. Avatar. And then it was going to be that John Connor that's from the future that sends the robot back to save his mom. He's actually bad. He's actually a no. He's a good guy by that point, but he was. But a, he's a robot. He was a Terminator the whole time, so it was like the Terminators 
fighting the Terminators oh, is what the whole. That's kind of cool. It was cool, but every, they chickened out because they're like, we can't kill John Connor. Looking back, should have done it. Would have made it a better movie and would have probably saved that whole trilogy they had planned. Because so. then the newest movie was Made her. him a bad guy anyways. In the new Terminator. Was he? See, I didn't see it. It, yeah. lo- I, it got such terrible reviews. Yeah, John Connor was the bad guy in Genesis anyway, so it didn't even matter. Boring. Ugh. Um. So then this, then he moved on to The Fighter, and I believe he won an Oscar for that, correct? Yeah, he won Best Supporting Actor. Right. You the skipped f- over Reign of Fire and Equilibrium if you want to go into the cheesy Christian Bale Well, phase. I didn't see Reign of Fire. I did see Equilibrium. Um, Reign you of- know, three and a half stars <laughs> for like a sci-fi. Like I really like those kind of films, so I expected yeah, like a little the, more from it. But. Gun, um, gun fu, I think they call it. Rain of Fire is that's that. That's a dragon movie. It's a dragon yeah. movie, yeah. Dragons attacking. Like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, it has full McConaughey. Like oh, if you boy. want, if you want to see McConaughey, this just sounds like something Jacob it. recommends that I am not going to enjoy. Rain of Fire, yeah, that is a movie. Dragons are real. They come back. They kill everybody. Well, you know, they can't all be. They can't all be home runs. And then but it's all about Matthew McConaughey coming to England to kill dragons with the American army. Yeah, this is no. the actual plot of the movie. Yeah, do that. <laughs> it's great. But the fighter is really good. He lost a ton of weight for that. Speaking of which, I'm just going to digress. Did Did you lose weight? I did. I found I actually have lost six pounds since Why? I broke my wrist. I don't know. Since you broke your wrist? Since yeah. you do less, you've lost weight? Apparently. I looked it up. Apparently, uh, it takes a lot of calories to repair broken bones, so you burn more calories when you're injured, even if you don't do anything. Break my femur right now. I can't, Break I can't my femur right now. <laughs> this is an order. You can't do it on the podcast, and you can't get like you're, time off for it. You're lucky that you have this microphone and your voice sounds great, or I would just kick you in your throat for losing oh. weight. Anyway, we're going to move on. Now I'm just angry. But then, of course, da 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 Dark Knight trilogy, and then he was just like a household name. Yeah, you know. He was a he, and he was a great he was a great Batman. He was the overshoot. first non-American to portray Batman. That is and true, the isn't youngest. It? person to ever portray Batman. Probably the, yeah, actually, yeah, we'll be right. Mm-hmm. It's, you, everybody thinks it's Affleck, but Affleck's an old man at this point. He's in his 40s. Affleck's so. also just terrible. Um, and then Out of the Furnace, which was his other project with Scott Cooper, and then most recently, I feel like I saw him in The Big Short, which he was great. He was good in that one. That, that was, was a good an, movie. A, that was an underrated movie. Super I like, underrated. Like, what's wrong with people? People are complaining like movies stink now, but they're actually good. Like, but you just anyway. got to go see the right movies. You guys are going to see the wrong ones here. Stop going to see Amy Schumer flicks and go see. Oh, see stop stuff. it. I'm so sick of dudes hating on Amy Schumer. We'll save that for another show. But anyway, we got to wrap it up. We're I out know. of time. I know. Do the bits. All the times. Do the bits. So, everybody, don't forget everything we talked about here on All Booked Up. You can pick up at your local library um, all the books, movies. And um, if you go to our um, page on SoundCloud, iTunes, and now on Stitcher, we also have a complete listing of everything we talked about in case, you know, so you guys don't have to take notes while we're doing it. Don't forget to send any questions you may have to allbookedup at buffalolib.org. And You really nailed the ending. You do such a good job. I practice it during the week. So I found something out that I thought that you would find interesting and perhaps the listeners. But did you know that when written down, the word almost is the longest word in the English language to have all of its letters in alphabetical order? Isn't that cute? Right. Yeah, I do like that. And then I was actually... Right? (laughs) And then I was just thinking, because I'm looking at your five-hour energy there, um, it's not banana flavored, is it? What? Yeah, exactly. I just threw up a little in my mouth. Because banana flavoring is so gross? Well, I just read that the reason that the taste of artificial banana flavoring um, and artificial banana flavored products doesn't taste like bananas is because it's based on a type of banana that was wiped out by a plague in the 1950s. 
we're, so we're eating plague bananas? We are eating like ghost banana flavoring of a of one that no longer exists. Well, see, I don't care for that at all. That's why I'm happy see? I'm not eating banana stuff anymore. We're bringing this to light on this show. So, okay, everyone, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.